Twentieth letter of the sign of the cross in the nineteenth century. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Denise Nordell. The sign of the cross in the nineteenth century by Jean Gomme. Letter twenty. Twentieth letter. The sign of the cross is a guide that conducts us. Necessity of a guide. State of man here below. The sign of the cross conducts man to his end by remembrance and by imitation. Remembrance which it recalls. General remembrance. Particular remembrance. Particular imitation. December 16th. Ennobled, instructed, enriched, protected by the sign of the cross, what remains for man to attain happily the end of his pilgrimage? It remains for him to find a sure guide to conduct him like the archangel raphael sent to accompany the young tobias in his distant voyage the sign of the cross presents itself and offers to render to all to you as well as me dear friend the same service such is the last point of view under which we shall consider this adorable sign travellers toward heaven the sign of the cross is a guide that conducts us it is midnight the thunder rolls on all sides the rain falls in torrents ferocious beasts issuing from their dens roar and run in every direction objects can be distinguished only by the glare of the lightning you are alone in the midst of your black forest such as it was in the time of caesar immense horrible without road path or habitation a vast haunt of those great bears of germany the sight of which affrighted the romans even on the inaccessible steps of the Colosseum. what shall become of you do you not feel the necessity of a charitable guide who appearing suddenly beside you shall reassure you by his presence and take you by the hand to conduct you safe and sound into the midst of your family feeble image of reality the black forest is the world the tempest with its darkness its thunders dangers and terrors is life where am i whither am i going what road shall i take such are the questions addressed to himself by the terrified man in the midst of this night so full of anguish the answer is not long delayed it is whole and entire in the sign of the cross again the church full of solicitude teaches him to make it even from his cradle explained by the voice of his mother this eloquent sign dissipates all darkness illuminates the way and directs through life having come from god it says to man you are returning to god image of god who is love you must return to him by love love includes remembrance and imitation to think of god to imitate god this is for you the way the truth and the life understand me and you shall without difficulty fulfill the two fundamental laws of your existence nothing is more true than this language of the divine guide some details will suffice to demonstrate this remembrance they say in france as in germany as everywhere to-day as four thousand years ago that remembrance is the pulse of friendship as long as the pulse beats life exists it is extinct when the pulse ceases to beat in like manner as long as the remembrance of the beloved object subsists affection continues it languishes when remembrance grows faint it dies when it disappears all this as you know is elementary we are so fully convinced that remembrance is a sign a cause a condition of human affection that friends never fail when parting to say do not forget me i will never forget you and to give tokens which notwithstanding their absence may preserve their mutual remembrance it is with the love of god as with human friendships remembrance is its sign its soul its life the remembrance of god being the first law of our being it behooved infinite wisdom to give us a means of accomplishing it the law being universal this means should be universal 
the law being for all rich and poor learned and ignorant men of leisure and men of labor the means should be accessible to all the law being fundamental the means should be very powerful i have told you dear frederick that the law of remembrance is a fundamental law of humanity the justification of these words will show you in a new light the importance of the sign of the cross what the sun is in the physical world god is in every respect and still more in the moral world suppose that instead of continuing to shed on the world his torrents of light and heat the sun is suddenly extinguished imagine what becomes of nature at the same instant vegetation is stopped the rivers and seas become plains of ice and the earth as hard as a rock all the malicious animals which light in chains in the depth of the forest issue from their caverns and by terrific howlings call one another to the slaughter trouble and terror seize upon man everywhere reign confusion despair death a few days suffice to bring the world back to chaos let god the necessary sun of intelligences disappear moral life immediately becomes extinct all ideas of good and evil are effaced truth and error justice and injustice are confounded in the right of the strongest in the midst of such thick darkness all the hideous cupidities all the sanguinary instincts slumbering in the heart of man are aroused let loose and without fear as without remorse contend for the mutilated fragments of fortunes cities and empires war is everywhere the war of all against all which makes the world a vast den of thieves and assassins this spectacle the eye of man has never seen any more than he has seen the universe without the planet which vivifies it but what he has seen is a world on which like the sun veiled with thick clouds the idea of god casts only an uncertain glimmer thence have proceeded endless gropings foolish and immoral systems gross and cruel superstitions passions instead of laws crimes instead of virtues materialism at the base despotism at the summit egotism everywhere with the combats of the gladiators and the banquets of human flesh less complete than among the pagans the forgetfulness of god produced however among the jews analogous effects twenty times by the medium of his prophets did the lord attribute to this crime the iniquities of jerusalem and the chastisements with which she was overwhelmed now jerusalem as you know is the type of nations therefore thus saith the lord who hath heard such horrible things as the virgin of israel hath done to excess because she hath forgotten me thou hast walked in the way of thy sister samaria and i will give her cup into thy hand thou shalt drink thy sister's cup deep and wide and thou shalt become the scorn of nations jeremiah eighteen thirteen fifteen thou shalt be drunk with sorrows drunk with the cup of grief and sadness with the cup of thy sister samaria ezekiel twenty three thirty one thirty five and thou shalt drink it and shalt drain it even to the dregs and thou shalt devour fragments thereof and thou shalt rend thy breasts because thou hast forgotten me and hast cast me off behind thy back thou shalt bear thy crime and the chastisement of thy crime isaiah seventeen eleven could any one characterize with greater energy the fatal consequences of forgetfulness of god now the enormity of a crime is measured by the sanctity of the law which it violates the remembrance of god is then the vital law of humanity on this basis calculate the importance of the sign of the cross especially destined to keep alive in man this salutary remembrance i have said especially and with reason the sign of the cross is a vase filled with divine souvenirs in making it all those souvenirs are shed even into the very depths of my being i necessarily remember the father i necessarily remember the son i necessarily remember the holy ghost 
i remember the father as creator the son as redeemer the holy ghost as sanctifier the father recalls to you as to me as to every one who has a mind to understand and a heart to love all the divine benefits in the order of creation i exist and it is to thee o father of fathers that i owe life life the basis of all natural gifts that life which thou hast given to me in preference to so many millions of possible beings i owe to thee the conservation of life each beating of my heart is a benefit thou renewest it every instant of the day and the night thou dost continue it during long years notwithstanding my ingratitude notwithstanding the bad use that i make of it thou dost continue it to me in preference to so many who born with me after me are dead before me i owe to thee all that preserves consoles and beautifies life and the sun that enlightens me the air that i breathe the earth that sustains me the animals that serve me the garments that cover me the remedies that heal me my parents my friends my body with its senses my soul with its faculties and all creatures visible and invisible placed so magnificently at my service o father creator i owe all to thee the sun recalls all the divine benefits in the order of redemption when i pronounce thy name o adorable sun it transports me into the splendors of eternity there i behold thee equal to the father seated upon the same throne happy with an infinite felicity then suddenly i descend into a poor stable before a wretched crib and there i behold thee a little infant deprived of everything trembling with cold lying on a little straw scarcely warmed by the caresses of thy mother and the breath of two beasts from the crib i come to the cross what a spectacle thou o oh my god the monarch of worlds the king of angels and of men art hanging upon a gibbet between heaven and earth in the company of two thieves thy body torn thy members pierced thy head crowned with thorns thy face defiled with blood and spittle and all this for love of me the cross conducts me to the tabernacle before my god annihilated before my god become my bread before my god become my prisoner my servant obedient to my voice to the voice of a child before this abridgment of all the miracles of love my tongue remains mute the tongues of men and angels are powerless to stammer anything of a mystery which only infinite love could have conceived the holy ghost recalls all the divine benefits in the order of sanctification consubstantial love of the father and the son it is to thee the world owes everything it owes to thee the incarnate word its redeemer om conceptus est de spiritu sancto it owes to thee mary his mother spiritus sane his superventiat in te it owes to thee the holy catholic church that other mother who is for the world and for me what mary is for jesus credo in spiritum sanctum sanctum exesium her bowels have borne me her milk has nourished me her sacraments strengthen and heal me to her i owe the communion of saints that glorious society which places me a vile creature in intimate communication with the angelic hierarchies with all the saints from abel down to the last of the elect to her i owe the preservation of the gospel that luminous torch which has drawn the human race out of barbarism and prevents it from returning to it again do you know any souvenir so fruitful so eloquent as the sign of the cross the philosopher the politician the christian sometimes ask for books to meditate here is one which can take the place of all others this book intelligible to all legible to all gratuitously given is within the reach of every one such has god made it and what he has made he has made well imitation to remember god is the first law of our being 
you see dear friend the importance of this law and how the sign of the cross helps us to accomplish it to imitate god is another law no less fundamental on this point a reasonable mind never entertains the least doubt is it not for this and for this alone that life has been given to it what then can be the perfection of a being if it does not consist in its resemblance to the type on which it has been formed is not the picture so much the more perfect as it better expresses the traits of the model man is made to the image of god to copy trait for trait this divine prototype to assign to his perfection no other bounds than the perfection of his sublime model such is the law of his being and the obligatory labor of his entire life i have given you the example said the god-man that as i myself have done so you do also and his great apostle be you imitators of me as i myself am of the incarnate word no salvation for those who shall not be found conformed to the divine type now nothing is more fit to guide us in this way of imitation than the sign of the cross what does man do in forming it he pronounces the name of god for god is the father the son and the holy ghost three distinct persons in one and the same divinity by repeating to man the name of god the sign of the cross places before his eyes his eternal model the being by excellence in whom are united all perfections in an infinite degree again in repeating the name of each person of the august trinity it proposes to our imitation the particular perfections of each in the father infinite power and it says to me you must imitate the power of the father creator and moderator of all things by the government of yourself and the world by the empire over your passions over the maxims customs interests fashions threats and promises contrary to the liberty and dignity of a child of god a king like his father in the sun infinite wisdom and it says to me you must imitate the wisdom of the sun by the justness of your appreciations and judgments by the preference invariably given to the soul over the body to eternity over time duty over pleasure to riches that remain over goods that pass away in the holy ghost infinite love and it says to me you must imitate the charity of the holy ghost by regulating and ennobling your affections by tearing from your heart even the last fibre of egotism jealousy hatred and all the vices which produce degradation within and trouble without what do you think of it is not the sign of the cross an excellent guide where is the professor of philosophy who can flatter himself with showing more clearly the way of perfection nevertheless we have learned only one part of its teachings the others to-morrow end of letter twenty recording by denise nordell modesto california